Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Well, two of the big guns of Canterbury sport with us this morning, folks, Andrew Gordy and Guy Havelt. Um, we'll try and steer away from the Crusaders if we possibly can and move to other more neutral topics um, because they're good all-rounders, these boys. Uh, Andrew Gordy, I shall start with you if that's at all possible, please. Uh, oh, clean out. A clean out at the White Ferns, big time. Geez, you can say that again, Smithy. Morning to you. Morning, Guy. Morning to all the listeners. Uh, yeah, this is the definition of a clean out, isn't it? I can't recall um, a list of either men's or women's cricketers uh, being announced and having six new faces. Um, that is that is astonishing. And look, I've got to be perfectly honest. I, I can't agree with all of these. Uh, it is an absolute head scratcher. Look, you've got you've got Katie Martin who who retired, obviously, and that's that's her prerogative, but. It was clear, and I thought some of the comments yesterday from Amy Satterthwaite regarding her, uh, how should we put it, forced retirement, I, I think just said it all. And it does really leave you sort of wondering what's going on here. It doesn't feel quite right. You can't tell me that some of these experienced players, you know, Amy Satterthwaite, Leeds who uh, Frankie Mackay, I know there was obviously a lot of discussion around Lee Kasparuk's admission from the World Cup squad anyway, but... A lot of these players really are proving performers, and I really struggle to believe that the next tier of player coming through is that much better than, than some of the players that I've just listed. I mean, I've got to be honest, Smithy, I'm not really here for any discussion around uh, deserve to go out on her own terms, things like that. Sport, sport can be pretty harsh like that sometimes. But, but again, I just come back to the point, are you really telling me that there are other players better than Amy Satterthwaite, who is a pr- proven performer at this level, 35 years old, and I'm sure she would have liked to have had a, a better World Cup than what she did, but I, I really do struggle to believe that, that there are other players ready to step up and perform at a higher level than what she does. Yeah, uh, guys, um, it's come at a bit of a, a shock to me. I, I, I really didn't uh, quite get the Amy Satterthwaite thing because... Uh, she didn't have a vintage World Cup, but none of them really did, to be fair. I mean, one of the big issues was that our top four couldn't go on with the job and, and get it done for us. So um, interesting you say about um, Georgia Plummer as well, um, Andrew Gordy. Just a few stats have uh, come through to me here. So she basically is going to go into an Amy Satterthwaite type role, we understand. The highest score is 38 in 20 matches. Uh, guy, which is uh, pretty small compared to Amy Satterthwaite's career. Look, none of those players, um, I think, would have saved the White Ferns from, from the disastrous World Cup they had. Uh, this, to me, and I said it yesterday, this is nothing short of an insult, I think, to some of those uh, players who have given so much to this White Ferns team. I slightly differ with Andrew. I think some of them did deserve to go out on their own terms. 
certainly in Amy's case, I think someone who's given so much to that team at least, they clearly had this plan. They knew that World Cup wasn't going well. They clearly had this plan that, that you know, at least she and a couple of others were probably going to be turfed out. They should have known that was going to be the case. They should have got their chance to have a send-off. But, Smithy, one thing that, that irks me so greatly out of this, and, and it was interesting to hear Brian Stronach uh, confirm this to you just moments ago, that Bob Carter, who was the coach of that World Cup team, obviously, is still on the selection panel and is in a high-performance job picking these players for this contracted squad. This is the same coach who I just did the maths, coached this team in 50 ODIs and T20s combined. They won 18 of them in the two and a half years that he was in charge. How on earth do these players get turfed out? They, they cop the blame for this terrible World Cup and for the for the pretty average last couple of years. They cop the blame, and yet he goes back to another cushy job, picks these players, and continues to have a say in what happens to the white fern side. It simply makes absolutely no sense to me. Uh, I think it's an insult to some of those experienced players. Uh, I think they have been made to be scapegoats out of this, and, and as I say, I think it's utterly appalling. I, I, I totally agree with you, Guy. I, just don't, I don't understand the principle of this, and um, Andrew, you can come in on this as well. If you're given, uh, whoever the new coach is, um, there's rumours around uh, perhaps uh, a coach coming in from overseas, surely um, you want to have a right um, to have a say, I mean, and who you're going to be working with over the next 12 months. So what's the idea of working through the, the door and saying, I'm here, uh, but I really don't want four or five of those players in my group. Uh, I don't see them as the immediate future for the White Ferns. So <clears throat> not involved in the process at all, the incoming coach, whoever he or she might be? Well, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's actually a really good point that you raised, Smithy. Obviously, they, they were forced to uh, contract players at, at, at this time, right? So between Brian Stronach, and I agree with you about Bob Carter, I find it absolutely astonishing that, that he can be involved in this in this process at all. But if, if a new coach comes in and he decides, actually, guys, I think you're mad, um, and I really want to use players like Leah Tahu and Amy Satterthwaite, uh, even Frankie McCarthy, they really want to. It's it's well that that coach is is well entitled to go and speak to those players and say, well, especially let's just use Amy as an example. I'd actually I still think you've got a role to play for my team, and and I'd really like you to play. Now he might convince her to come out of retirement. She can still play for New Zealand just because she's not contracted. It's essentially, you know, as you know, contracting players at, at this point, whether it's for the men's team or the women's team, is based on who they think is going to be playing for New Zealand. Uh, the most over the coming 12 months, they may have got that horribly wrong. And in which case, if that does end up being the case, then I suppose there's questions for Bob Carter and Brian Stronach to answer, isn't there? There is. Uh, and here's the other thing for me, Guy. Um, it's a little bit worrying for me when you consider that women's cricket has now been re- or introduced into the Commonwealth Games. But we're sending, uh, we're going to be sending a squad which uh, is pretty inexperienced overall to those Commonwealth Games, uh, the way I read it anyway, is that, um, is that sort of, well, I won't say disrespecting it, but is that saying the Commonwealth Games aren't important? And eight weeks out, they don't have a coach appointed. It's astounding. Uh, the whole thing is just absolutely astounding. Uh, I, I, I would have thought that this would have been, um, maybe, I mean, I know they've obviously got a name in the contracted players now, so maybe timing isn't ideal, but I would have thought that they would have been hoping to go, and I'm sure they still are, 
but to me, it, it kind of screams like this, this Commonwealth Games is being treated as possibly a little bit of a breeding ground to give some players some experience, and that to me seems a little bit backwards. Um, yeah, I, I, eight weeks out, I, I stand sitting here right now, I would say their chances of winning a medal at the Commonwealth Games are, are not great. No, me too. At the moment, um, they're fifth ranked, and I, I don't see them being ranked any any higher after this. But however, uh, it is 10.30. Uh, we'll take a very short news break, and then we'll come back with some more revelations out of the, the Warriors camp, which have been quite astounding. Uh, here's Ottawa with an update. The panel. Guy Havelt is with us this morning, as is Andrew Gordy. Uh, let's uh, change tack a, a little bit, although there's plenty still to talk about the White Ferns. Uh, let's go to the Warriors. It's been uh, the hottest topic on uh, radio uh, in terms of sport this week. Uh, Andrew Gordy, uh, I'm sure on television as well. Are we to seriously believe that Matt Lodge left because he had an argument with Mark Robinson in the lobby of a hotel? Well, t- I mean, look... <laughs> It doesn't feel right, does it? It feels like there's more to this. Um, all we can really go on, though, is what we're being told. And at least we are being told that there was some kind of confrontation in a, in a hotel bar, which is extraordinary in itself. And look, I mean, I, I don't know if you listened to that, that press conference yesterday or, or watched it, but look, the Warriors have a long and tumultuous history, and there have been some pretty crazy stories out of that club uh, over the years. I cannot recall one as, as bizarre and, and, like I say, extraordinary as, as this one. And I think the fans really deserve more out of this. And, and the big question for me that I think really needs answering is if indeed this, this hotel confrontation is what is the root cause of this issue, I think the fans deserve to know what it was about because I think that really does colour your entire view of, of this entire incident. Because if this was Mark Robinson basically having a crack at Matt Lodge over things like attitude and commitment uh, to the club and, and, th- and that sort of thing, I, I don't really have a problem with that because that's simply an owner who's passionate about the club uh, putting, putting across a message. And, and, if, and if the player doesn't like that and they're, they're essentially considered a bit of a bad egg, then I don't really have too many issues in, in getting that player out of the club. But if this was simply a conversation, uh, a bit of a, a barroom debate that sort of that got out of hand, then that's completely different because then you've got an owner whose involvement is really starting to affect the playing group, it affects the season, it affects the culture, it affects the salary cap for next season, and that's a huge problem going forward. So I think fans deserve to know which one was it because as much as it's Mark Robinson's club, he owns the club at the moment, mm. but it's not his club. He's a custodian of this club. The club belongs to the fans. And if he expects those fans to, to get on board with him and, and his journey as, as the Warriors owner at the moment, then, then they deserve to know what, what his direct involvement of the day-to-day running of the club is. Because if his impact and his involvement is seeing key players walk out the door at a crucial time in the season and it affects the salary cap for next season, that, that's an enormous problem. We know, and we've heard Cameron George say time and time again, in this competition, in a salary cap competition, you can't afford to pay too much for a player. You can't afford to pay too little for a player either because they'll get pinched and go elsewhere. And I find it baffling that the message out of the club has been that we can cop uh, probably about half a million off our salary cap for next season. That, that, that doesn't work for the Warriors and it doesn't work for any club in the NRL. 
Well, it doesn't work for me either, and it baffles me, uh, Guy Havelt, that you could have a contract where someone is just able to walk away. I mean, how hard did they try to keep him? Because not only did he walk away from the club in terms of performance, he walked away, as uh, Andrew has pointed out, with a big, fat, healthy check, which not only benefits him, but it takes away from what you're what you're trying to achieve in the coming years. Uh, I just I don't I can't get my head around the fact that he can leave just like that and walk away with such a bonus for great performance as such. I'm I, I'm flabbergasted by that as well. I, I think Andrew raises a good point around um, the makeup or the or the, the 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 point or the reason for this. Um, argument or whatever you want to call it between Robinson and, and Matt Lodge. I think the fans absolutely deserve to know because that uh, is at the crux of, of, of I suppose how we how we treat Warriors management going forward and, and whether this was a, this was something that that you can understand from Matt Lodge's uh, point of view or if it's if it's been handled poorly um, the other way around. Um, I, I, I I actually feel sorry not only for the fans but also for the rest of the players in that team and, and also particularly for Nathan Brown. Now, look, I don't think Nathan Brown is, is a premiership-winning content, uh, potential rugby league coach. I don't think he's that good at all. But they have been they have been struggling this season, and this is now another thing that is completely out of his hands, been taken completely out of his hands. He's lost one of his best players. No matter what you think of Matt Lodge off the field, he was one of the Warriors' better players on it. He is now being taken out of that team. Nathan Brown is now scrambling to find another top-level um, prop to try and to try and keep this team going forward and to try and get them towards the playoffs. And this was this was something that had absolutely nothing to do with him. There are rumours that that some players and and Brown himself were were pretty fired up about this whole situation and how it was handled from Warriors management. And frankly, I, I don't blame them if that is the case. Uh, this leaves them in another massive hole. I feel sorry for the fans who sit there and, and, and Smithy, we've all seen it. The, the Warriors fans are the most passionate fans, perhaps outside of, say, English football or, or Spanish football or something like that. But in this part of the world, anyway, they are the most passionate fans going around. They get put through the absolute ringer, and this is just another crap example of what they have to put up with off the park as well as everything that's going on on the park. Um, I am glad that I am not a week-in, week-out devout Warriors fan. Oh, fan, I like them. I hope they do well. Um, but, man, yeah, I don't know how, how they do it week-in, week-out. Um, if you've got here left and you're a Warriors fan, uh, you're doing bloody well in my mind. <laughs> yeah, I think you're absolutely right. You made us something a lot sterner than I am. Um, Andrew Gordy, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know about you, but I don't watch a heck of a lot of motor racing, but I will this weekend. I'll watch the Indianapolis 500 because I think Scott Dixon's a, a right royal chance to win it for the second time. If he does, where does he rate in terms of motor racing uh, drivers in this country? Well, look, I mean, look, let's face it, Smith, he's already, he's already done it once. So it's not like this is sort of a... He's not like Rory McIlroy, who's, who's desperately trying to trying to win the Masters to to um, sort out his, his his career kind of thing. Like he's he's already got this um, on his CV, so I don't think he needs necessarily another one to elevate him to greatness or anything like that. But as far as I'm concerned, Scott Dixon's already um, uh, well and truly a, a, a Kiwi motorsporting uh, great, a, a Kiwi sporting great for, for sure. Um, and look, he's obviously. I think the the one thing that's really amazing about Scott Dixon is just his his durability. I suppose he's been doing this for a really long time now, and he's been performing at the highest level uh, in Indy cars. And so, look, it'd be it'd be nice, I suppose, to see him 
to see him win another one. Is, is it going to really have a major impact for me on his on his legacy? Is it going to change the way I view him? Probably not. I mean, I think he's already there, in my opinion. Okay, and for you, Guy? Um, I, I think to an extent that, that overall in New Zealand, um, I'm not sure he gets the recognition he deserves. Uh, I think what he's done in, in IndyCar and in, in his career is, is just outstanding, remarkable, really. And, and if he could win another one of these things, what is it, 14 years, I think, after his first Indy 500 success, um, he would just he would just go up and light, so, uh, and, you know, in the top echelon of, of our of our motorsport greats, but also our sporting greats, in my opinion. Uh, and also, and I know this probably doesn't come into the conversation, but he is one of the nicest guys going around. Very easy, very approachable, uh, great talker, um, completely understands the relationship between, um, you know, sport people and media and that sort of things. So from our job, is is, is very easy to deal with and, and a great person to get along with. Uh, I, I wish him all the success and, and, you know, he would probably... I think he'd say that he's probably in the twilight of his career. Imagine if he could just take another one of these off. It would be, it would be uh, absolutely outstanding to watch. And just as a huge aside to me, I'm not sure how much time we've got, but no doubt mm. uh, you and Andrew will be in front of the TV this afternoon. Not not watching the Crusaders as such, but uh, Christ College against Christchurch Blue Tie and the Curtain Razor. Oh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm tossing up a bit. <laughs> Go on, Gords. Richie, who's asked me to bring this up. Um, and he, he's, he's expecting that I, th- he, he thinks anyway, that I'm going to offer my support for Christchurch Boys High School in this fixture. Look, as a Bedian, I really couldn't care less. And I, and I suppose I'm hoping for a, probably a nil-nil draw would suit me perfectly fine, fellas. So, um, yeah, all the best. I hope you both go terribly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it is the, it's one of the time-honoured clashes, uh, Guy. You'll be, you'll be perched up there, will you? Or, you? or you might even be going down there for, what, a... A sort of a reunion, as they say in Christ College terms. <laughs> no, I'm actually currently holed up with uh, COVID at the moment, so I'll just be uh, on the couch soaking it up. Uh, uh, yeah, living, living, living dreams, shall we say, in inverted commas, uh, soaking, soaking a little bit of live sport up from the couch. But no, I'm feeling all right. Don't worry about me. Everything's all good. Oh, I, I, it's amazing because I thought you Christ College boys were so well educated, you were supposed to cure COVID, not get it. <laughs> Smithy, I never got over 40% in the science exam, so I wasn't that. I certainly think I'd be doing that. Good on you, boys. Okay, have a great weekend. Uh, Yeah, Christ College, Christchurch boys high this afternoon. What a way to start the weekend. That was Andrew Gordy. That was uh, Guy Havelt as well. Two great characters and great men in uh, the New Zealand sporting media. Uh, We have uh, got to go to a break now. It's 10.43 here on SENZ. We've got Louis Herman Watt and uh, Pip Morris before 11 as well. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.